forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. And hello, you seething, unwashed masses. And this is Scary Scary Stories Stories to Tell on the Pod. pod. It's a podcast about being spooked and scared and shocked and zapped. And criticized. And attacked. From all sides. And wronged. And ultimately triumphed. (laughs) Um, It's a scary story podcast for adults who like to be spooked. And I guess for kids, too. We have some children listeners. Yeah, this is – we were just talking with one of our producers, Brett, the other day, and he was like, there's so many podcasts about people who love scary things. But he was like, but what's interesting about you and Anna is you are both very scared people. He <laughs> 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 was like, if you don't oh, – like, he was like, you don't love being – he was like, you're, you don't like get off on being scared. He was like, you you just are scared a lot. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah, that is our whole angle. I just angle. had a profound wave of nausea at being seen so clearly. <laughs> I just – I'm so – I was not expecting to be – Read to death like that. Oh my god, it's true. Yeah, no, I love is. to be spooked because I am that. Yeah, um, um, and it makes us feel better to know that you're also a little creeped out too. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, thanks for being spooked with us. I know, I know. It is a Wednesday. It is a Wednesday, which means Urban Legisode, baby. Urban Legisode. Um, we should do like a social media poll to see like who likes the Urban Legisode better than the Scary Story, and I think it would be approximately zero people. <laughs> but see. I think I think it's a pretty even split. Yeah? I think that it might be more accessible, actually. Oh yeah, you know, if people don't know the stories, that's true. Um, and it's more of us, and people are just addicted; they can't get enough. <laughs> I know. I am waiting for. I'm and now I'm going to say it, and then it's going to happen. And I'm going to feel bad. Where it's like the review that's like too much chit chat and not enough, you know, research. Oh my god, I can't wait for that because that person. I actually I've thought about it. Because anytime I do an urban legislature, which I am doing today, I'm always like, people are going to be like, she doesn't research at all. But it's also like, yeah, no one's, what's, I can't do that. Lore is a great podcast. Um, yeah. You can listen to that. There's, you know, there's a lot of really great horror podcasts. What out we're there. marketing on is the fact that we've been friends for 13 years. And that's rare. <laughs> and that is rare. It's rare to know someone for that long. Yeah. And, and, and that we both like a book. We like the same book, yeah. which is three books, sort of like the Holy Trinity. Um, <laughs> I also feel like the Forever Dog Studio should have like the um, what are those like a the doors where it's half a door uh, on the top, oh, like a barn house door, barn house door. Yeah, I think that would be fun. Oh, that would be fun. Maybe for dogs. <laughs> I don't know. Leave me alone. Um, but yeah, today's Urban Legisode Day. It is indeed. And just a reminder, please send us your urban legends. Oh, we've been loving the ones please, you've been sending. We can't get enough. Send us your real ghost stories. Send mm-hmm. us legends from your family. Send us crazy things your grandparents did. Seeing ghosts, even not even ghost stories. Like if someone shot someone, that's great <laughs> for us. If like, if your dog talks like a person sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, does your cat walk on his hind legs? Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like um, you have a pet that was a human in a past life? Please you know? tell us. Write us like a five-minute email about it. <laughs> yeah. um, tell us your stories or like weird shit that happened where you grew up. Love those. Um, Strange history. S- stories from your um, your vacation spots. Oh, yeah. Let us know about that. Lake George. Chris's family always goes to Lake George. Tons of ghost stories from there. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Anywhere where like people congregate. I yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And vacation spots. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so today I am doing an urban legisode about dying of fright. <gasps> oh, how it's a phenomenon inspired by this week's story, which maybe we'll link them in the future. Oh, great. Um, we'll find a bullshit link, but, <laughs> um, uh, the, uh, what was it called? The girl who stood on a grave. The girl who stood on a grave. Thank you. I my brain can't make new memories anymore. Maybe <laughs> I think I might actually have to go to a doctor. Who needs them? I think I need to go to a doctor. But anyway, um, I found a few articles online, which I will now present as my own. Great. Um, this is from a website, Live Science or Live Science, depending mm. on. Y- do you see the young woman or do you see the old crone? Is it the noun or is it the verb? Is it the rabbit or is it a man holding a knife? You know, what do you see? <laughs> Um, this is an article from October 26, 2015 by a woman named Laura Gaggle. We love her. Gaggle. Um, and it's about uh, being scared to death. Um, oh. All right. I'm just going to read her article. No. Is that stupid? Uh, no, you, you can. Um, you could do a best of. Okay. Um, so basically it asks, is it possible to be scared to death? There's no question about it. The answer is yes, said Dr. Robert Gladder, an emergency physician at Lenox Hill Hospital in New York, which is not a place I'd want to go if I were sick. Yeah. I think it's a bad hospital. I don't know. I don't know. Are we going to get sick? (laughs) Um, It's a good hospital. I love it. I actually, you guys should go there, get 20% off. Before we're sued to death. Um, When people feel an overwhelming fear, their fight or flight response jumps into action. This response likely benefited early humans, blah, blah, blah. Okay, saber-toothed tiger, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the rush of adrenaline is an involuntary response controlled by the autonomic nervous system. When faced with a fight-or-flight scenario, a person will experience rapid heart rate. Ha- heart rate? <laughs> Alexa, show me tits. Um, rapid heart rate, dilated pupils, and increased blood flow to the muscles. Unfortunately, increased levels of adrenaline can damage the heart. Oh, that's interesting. Oh. When adrenaline is released, it triggers calcium channels in the heart to open. Quote, calcium rushes into the heart cells, which causes the heart muscle to contract strongly. Basically, in a massive response, the calcium keeps on pouring in and the heart muscles can't relax. If a person is scared and has a large amount of adrenaline reaching his or her heart, the individual can develop an arrhythmia called ventricular fibrillation, an uncoordinated contraction of the heart that makes it quiver, not beat regularly as it should. It ultimately leads to a drop in blood pressure because without blood for the brain, you lose consciousness. Okay, so like it's not really moving blood around because it's just going like, uh. it's like, no, just like don't touch. Like I'm having a panic attack and like I just need for you guys to like help me, but like don't touch me or talk to me. Like do so, like I don't need, I just need for you to hold space for me, but like someone fucking help me. It's the, my super sweet 16 of heart issues. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I got exactly what I wanted and that like is making me sad. Um, I feel like I'm totally flooded with calcium. I just feel like you guys think I'm being impossible right now. <laughs> it's like, I can't um, move blood. I'll do it later. No, I like can. I just feel like you guys like expect me to do that. And it makes me <laughs> not want to. And like, I know that my dad is rich and like you guys like my house because it's big. But and like, obviously I like having you guys over because I don't like your houses because they're worse. But I just... I feel like none of you appreciate how rich my dad is. <laughs> Mothra. Mothra. Um, okay, so um leads to a drop in blood pressure because of, okay, um, a terrifying event, be it a gun held to someone's head or a chilling Halloween trick. 
Oh. Mm. can trigger this disorganized heart movement, turning a scary situation into a deadly one. It can happen even in normal, healthy people, he said. It doesn't have to be a person with a pre-existing heart disease, although those people would certainly be at higher risk. Um, and then uh, fear isn't the only trigger. Any type of extreme emotion that causes an adrenaline rush can oh, lead to it. Um, so it says uh, sexual intercourse, which mm. is cool. Mm-hmm. That's rock and roll. Religious fervor. Oh, Can you imagine? That would be such a bummer. Honestly, like a church where you have to run back and forth is just too much. Oh, when I see, like, I'm always just impressed when there are churches where people like dancing like crazy, you know, like anything no. that involves like our cardio when In you're worshiping. In business casual? No. Yeah. I'm not Lord. doing that. Polyester? No. Sit down. <laughs> slouch over. Don't think too deeply about the mystery of life. Can you tell we were raised Catholic? Oh my God. <laughs> Sit down and don't just say what everyone else is saying. Don't. Look bored, be bored. We want you to sing, but nobody should know that you're making a sound. You have to sound bad. Sing. (laughs) Catholic choirs crack me up. Oh my God. I remember a girl, I might have already told this story. Now I'm like in my head. It's, you know what? We're doing this thing for free. Yeah. Um, I remember I was in the church choir for like a year, maybe, because I was like, this feels like something I would do. Um, and there was a girl who was like the ingenue of the group and she got the solo in Oh Holy Night, which I'm pretty sure she was skrelting. But, um, after she sang the high note in Oh Night Divine, um, she went for it and we were all like rooting for her before and she did a great job. And then when she was done, she sat down like with her hand on her chest and was like, (gasps) and we were all like, that was amazing. Oh. And she was, she was acting like she just m- was like 11 moving something with her mind. Oh like my God. She came down and was like, oh. <sighs> we're like, you're amazing. Are you okay? Wow. It really is like theater. And she could have died. Yeah. Now we know. Um, or sporting events. <laughs> Oh my God. Could also be triggered by loud sounds oh <laughs> such boy. as sonic booms. What are you, a bird? <laughs> How'd he die? <laughs> Someone farted. <laughs> um, sonic booms or, oh my God, or horrible smells. <laughs> Why would your adrenaline increase from a horrible smell? <laughs> if it's, it says including entering the house of a compulsive hoarder. Oh, you could die from that? Quote, we, <laughs> oh no, no. RIP, we honor his memory. We had a guy who came into the ER with chest pain after he opened his neighbor's door. He said, no one thought it was serious, but he was actually having a heart attack. <laughs> he was a young guy with no previous medical history. It doesn't oh, say that he died, but that's unfortunate. That is, I can't, um, we should be more resist, like, what's the word? Resilient than that. No, it should. You shouldn't be like a bird. Yeah, who can die from a strong smell? I can't believe that there are birds that'll drop dead from perfume. I'm actually kind of impressed with myself now that I haven't died. I know both of us should be dead, <laughs> dead. for sure. So many things just from like trying different kinds of food. Yeah, one time. Um, did I ever tell the story? <laughs> who knows? Maybe I have. Probably. I'm sorry. Wow. Um, we, we're doing a show. I'm sure I have. There was a sex dungeon in the building of a show that we were doing in Philadelphia. I don't think you told the 
I don't think you told this on the okay, podcast. Our, our friend Max Rubin, uh, his father owns this building that has a really great theater Wait, maybe space. maybe you did. But say it again. It's a great one. <laughs> this really great space called Underground Arts. I, as I'm telling it, I'm like, oh, God, I'm sh- I might have told the story before. If I have, I'm sorry. Um, but I'll make it shorter then. Uh, uh, then his dad was like, oh, we had to foreclose on these people. We weren't sure what their business was, but they weren't turning in their rent. And uh, they just abandoned the office and they found out it was a um, – yes, I did tell this one because now I'm remembering. We went in there. And we found this book of uh, confessions of that people had sent in about their experiences. And there was one where a guy was getting off on the idea of turning into Snoopy and his <laughs> dominatrix was Lucy. But the part I don't think I told this, we opened the fridge. Why we did that, I don't know. But it was the worst smell I've ever smelled in my life. Oh, my God. And um, it did was, was on there? a plate, clearly. Um, oh, no. It was like pad thai. And it was completely petrified oh. and crawling with little horribles. You know what I mean? <laughs> little horribles. But I survived that. That's great. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of the little horribles. They were thrilled. <laughs> they I were, don't know how they got hey! in that fridge. Yeah. Was it unplugged? The it was fridge? unplugged, yeah. Yeah, that's good. So they're not they're not chilly. <laughs> um Okay, but there is good news. While the fight or flight response is involuntary, people can try to temper their reactions to scary events by practicing yoga, meditation, or mindfulness. Pass. Mm-hmm. I'll just die. <laughs> Easier. Um, okay, and then there's this other article on ABC. Oh, wait, no. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, this is from ABC News in 2012. Simpler time. Um uh, so a good scare can kill you even if you're perfectly healthy. So it talks about the, okay, so it talks about consider the case of a 60 year old woman who was given terrible news about her husband's health. As she and her hubby left the doctor's office, a tightness suddenly gripped her chest and she was unable to breathe. Lucky for her, she was standing right outside of the office of cardiologist, Dr. Holly Anderson, when it happened. Wow. Quote, after I had whisked her off to the emergency room and hooked her up to an EKG, I was surprised to see her whole heart had stopped moving. <sighs> Yet she had a perfect blood supply to the heart. Um, she was so emotionally overwhelmed about her husband's condition that it literally stopped her heart. Oh, my God. Isn't that insane? That's insane. It's actually, like, hot. Like, that's <laughs> romantic. It's very flattering. If yeah. someone found out that I was in trouble and then their heart quit, their heart was like that JetBlue flight attendant who, like, popped the slide and slid <laughs> onto the tarmac. <laughs> like, fuck y'all. That guy. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Two fingers up. I quit. <laughs> Um, women, particularly older women, are far more susceptible to dying of fright, which applies to both of us for sure. Oh, yeah. Also known as broken heart syndrome. Um, That happens in all the scary stories books. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Yeah. He died of a broken heart. Right. Well, they said that he did. They said. Um, They account for about 90% of reported cases. Oh, older women. Um, And the reason for that is uh, postmenopausal rhythm women <laughs> leave it in let them know i'm not let perfect. the people know i'm actually not perfect please don't get eating disorders because of how good i talk <laughs> um i am the jamila jamil of misspeaking i'm like actually <laughs> i used to be hotter and <laughs> it almost killed me i became worse for you yeah yeah um <laughs> Uh, that's not actually what I think. Leave me alone. No, she's uh, okay. Um, he said postmenopausal women, women oh no, <laughs> are at risk mainly because they no longer enjoy the known cardioprotective benefits of estrogen. 
Um, Experts estimate that about 1% of men and 7% of women with suspected heart attacks have stress cardiomyopathy instead, which is what they call it. Stress cardiomyopathy. Think about that. Why can I say that and not women? (laughs) Um, You should think about that. Oh, this is great. It's more common than thought. Samuel said the average sudden death in any major city is about one per day. Of this? Yeah. Wow. I buy that. In a city? Um, oh, my gosh. I, I'm shocked that, like, 80 people in New York, this doesn't happen to a day. Bad oh, smells? This is crazy. A oh, bad smell. I mean, that? look. I, I mean, look. I died 12 years ago. I die every damn day when I open my toilet. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I think I actually need to stop living now. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not gonna make it happen. I just don't. I think I'm done. Um Oh, but this is great. Um, studies show this number goes up slightly for about a week after a catastrophic event, such as an earthquake or terrorist attack, and may increase on days that have negative cultural significance, such as Friday the 13th. Wow. Quote, I don't believe there are any studies showing that Halloween falls into this category. Yeah, of course not, because Halloween rocks. I, and also, this feels like a very compelling argument. Don't prank your parents. Don't and do not prank your grandparents. Don't do pranks all these things you see on youtube of people in masks jumping out of their grandmas you gotta stop that jason did like a sweet little like boof at me from behind last night when i was brushing my teeth and i was like that is the one and only time you will ever do that to me (laughs) that will never happen again whoa that was your one it's over you can't i'm not playful i'm (laughs) mentally ill i have a a, i have a family disease i (laughs) it's yeah it's (laughs) important don't work like normal people you can't scare me i'll die romantic communication is important oh yeah um um yeah pranks don't do that but yeah stress cardiomyopathy is what it's called um but when it was the syndrome was first identified by Japanese scientists in 1990. They dubbed it Takosubo syndrome after the strange balloon shape resembling a Japanese octopus trap the heart takes on when it occurs. Here in the U.S., it's usually known as broken heart syndrome because it often strikes after the victim has received gut-wrenching news. I, I Immediately, I'm thinking of Debbie Reynolds. Oh, yeah? Like, because she died like the day after oh, Carrie Fisher died. Right. You know? Oh. Sorry. No, it's... I'm always the I'm always the bearer of sad memories in the no, <laughs> this podcast. No, it's it's good. I mean, those women were so. Did you watch Bright Lights, the documentary about I the two of them? Seen it now. Oh, Andrew, you're gonna lose your mind. I I love her. I love Carrie Fisher's one. It's just show. so lovely. I just love their. Oh, her one woman show is so fucking funny and well written. Wishful and drinking. she does not get enough credit for being a great writer. I know she. I I I saw the movie and then I read Wishful Drinking. They're both so good. She's a really great. She's writer. just so. <sighs> Like the Princess Leia thing is great and fine, and like I'm not yeah. going to tell people to not think of her that way because obviously, like, yeah, but she's things she was mean really smart. different things to different people. But like, I just don't think she gets the like Nora Ephron level of appreciation for her writing that she I deserves. Might be mixing this up. I feel like I remember reading somewhere that um uh, that Sissy Spacek really wanted Princess Leia and Carrie Fisher wanted Carrie and something oh. they like, but they ended up getting cat. Like there was a weird switcheroo. That's so interesting. I might be wrong, but um, I can't picture right. It the She's other way. So, right. I can't either. Well, because Sissy Spacek has such a um, fragile, brittle quality to right, her, right. and Carrie Fisher, you sort of never worried for her. <laughs> it would be a very different Carrie. Oh my kind god, kind of self possessed. Be a Carrie. very different Leia too. That would have. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we would have been surprised. Who is this he's basic married to or not? Oh, I don't know who she's married to. A person. Yeah. Um, anyway, that is 
dying of a broken heart or a fright. Wow. Um, oh my God, I'm sorry, but it is called uh, Sympathetic Storming. Is the fight or flight storm. response uh, is when you get a rush of stress hormones, which is honestly what I'm doing all the time. I wonder if that's related to um, Chris has this like all the men in Chris's family have this condition called vasovagal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where when they see blood or if they think too much about blood, they pass out. Oh, um, no. I'm sorry if you guys have that. Yeah. But what's interesting about it is it is like a fight or flight thing. Oh, it is it is similar to what possums do. Like we think possums are playing dead, but they're not. They just pass out because they get stressed. Like that's why you see them. They get that's why they get hit by so many cars because they'll be crossing the street and they'll see a car coming. They'll be like, (gasps) and then pass out and then they'll die. But at least they died while they were passed out. I know. Um, someone was telling. Oh, I got a facial today, Bragg. And hey, but I was so relaxed. And then the woman, she lives up in the hills, and she was like, "Oh yeah." I heard a story about him. I'm not even going to tell it, but it was like coyotes eating pets. And she told oh. it to me and I was like instantly just so inconsolably sad that I was like, I'm not relaxed. I'll never be relaxed again. <laughs> um, yeah, coyotes. But I, I felt so sad thinking about it that I was like, I think I might pass out. Yeah. Um, I that Sometimes I'm trying to think of when I've been, oh, this is weird. The one time I feel like I've ever been very close to passing out from something that was not actually happened to me, but from something I was observing I was in the theater seeing um, Million Dollar Baby. Oh. And you know when she gets her nose broken and then Clint Eastwood puts it back? No. I haven't seen it. He, it she like is in a box. She's in a uh-huh. boxing match and she gets her nose broken and then he like – he's like, I'm going to put it back. And he like pops back into place. And I was with my aunt and uncle and I was too – I mean it's ne- you're never too old to pass out. But I was like – I was like, I'm going to pass out in this movie theater with not my parents. And they're going to, and then they're going to always know me as like the nephew passed out in the movie theater. So I just made jerk off motion. (laughs) Just like, that's good. (laughs) No, but I did the thing that they always say to do, which is I put my head between my legs. (gasps) Did it work? And I clenched my fist a bunch of times and it eventually did work. But you do break out in a cold sweat. No, that's scary. It reminds me the feeling. This might be wholly inappropriate to talk about this podcast, but one time, Anna, you came to a gentleman party rehearsal and you were like, I almost just shit my pants in the train. Like it was oh, like, yeah. and then I, 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 you were telling the story, you were telling about the whole emotional experience and what happened to your body and that you did not and you made it to a bathroom time. And I was like, wow, I can't believe that's never happened to me. And then that night <laughs> on the train home, I almost shit my pants in the train and I texted you and I was like, it almost, I can't, it, it was the, the contagious nightmare. I was yeah. like, it almost just happened to me. And your response was, yeah, what nobody tells you about almost shitting your pants is the sweats. And that was the big thing. I immediately oh, broke yeah. out. It's, it's like your body's like all systems go, whatever. Yeah. Something needs to leave your body. Like everything is just. It's the Fred Willard organist <laughs> from I think you should leave. It's your body's just doing that in yeah. your brain. My yeah. condolences. I was walking up and down the train car. No. I, I fully looked like I was about – because I, I, people must have thought I was about to, you know, hold up the train or something because I was like t- turned ghost white, drenched with sweat, walking up and down, and I made it home just in time. It was oh so scary. Oh, my God. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I did. I'm proud to say I shit my pants for the very first time this year. Wow. Has never happened to me before. I, I did it like- in my kitchen. <laughs> In my parents' house, 
the night before I went to Columbia for a week, which is flipping the script. I may have already told this story. Now no, I think I told every no, story. No, 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 no. I, I would definitely remember this night. I've never heard this story in my life. <laughs> I was wearing pajama pants. You know how you keep a pair of pajama pants at your oh, yeah, parents' yeah, yeah. house? You need it. You used to have two. Yeah. Now I have one. Um, in it just caught it just suddenly was on you. I thought I was ridding myself of some air yeah. that I didn't need <laughs> yeah. and it brought some friends. <laughs> oh, no. The air brought friends. It brought friends. Yeah, I do think that a very um uh what's the word uh freeing moment for me was kind of before John Early got famous, he had the he had a series of tweets where he told the story about how he shit his pants oh, yeah. on his way to work. Um, and, uh, and he was like on his way to work Sunday morning and he tried to get to a Starbucks in time and he got into the Starbucks and he couldn't get into the bathroom and he shit his pants in the Starbucks, like in front of their bathroom. And then he had to call his sister and was like, I need help me. I need, she like lived in the area. And I think he described the most horrific thing in the world was when he was like, I'm not going to get too graphic. I will just say that the inside of my pants looked like... (laughs) A rainy day at a Vermont craft fair. <laughs> which which has stuck in my mind. Oh no. Yeah, I know. He has so to have told good. that story on One some of podcast. the few people who deserve success. <laughs> he truly is special. But once that happens, I almost kind of want to get it over with because I because it feels like after that it's like well then what are you afraid of? Exactly. You know? This is what I'm saying. I used to be so afraid of ghosts as a child and as an adult. And then I got bed bugs and mm. dealt with so many other grown-up things Liz, <laughs> like the fully the bottom falling out. Bad things actually happened and now less afraid of ghosts. I had a weird thing happened to me once in high school. It happened to me two times in high school while I was doing presentations. Uh-huh. Still not quite found the source of, but a, a certain point on my face where there was no cut, nothing, started profusely bleeding. Like what are you instantly, talking about? Instantly, like drip of blood all the way down my face. You're it pointing stop. it under your eye. Yeah, it was like right here on my like cheek. Like irritable. And then I and then I would then it would suddenly stop and there'd be nothing. There'd be no cut or anything. And we went to a dermatologist and told them, and he was like, oh, yeah, you've got – and I forget what he said. And then he cauterized it, and it never happened again. He, like, zapped it. You've got blood hole? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was like it was like blood was coming out of a pore. And it was what just – and, and it wasn't like a little dot. It was like immediate stream of blood. Um, but I kind of feel like after that happened, I sort of wasn't afraid of anything in high school anymore, you know? Because then I would, everyone was like, remember when you started bleeding all over yourself? Oh, my God. Okay, I'm looking it up. Bleeding from a Why does my skin randomly bleed? (laughs) Why does my Um, skin randomly bleed? Hematidrosis is a condition in which capillary blood vessels that feed the sweat glams glams, rupture, causing them to exude blood. Yeah, that was it. Conditions of extreme physical or emotional stress. Were you very stressed? Yeah, probably. Acute fear. I was giving a presentation. Maybe that was it. Probably of a book I didn't read. Yeah, it sounds right. Ew. Yeah. Wait, no, this is people sweating blood. Oh, no, no, that's not it. No. Never mind. mind. Fuck off. It's it's a mystery. Um, Um, Anna, that's a really good urban legend because also it's a real thing. It's a real thing. And honestly, this urban legend has been certified true. 
Uh, which is a pretty natural segue into our closing segment for Urban Legisodes. It's called Scary, Scary Ideas, Ideas for, for Things, things that, that Could, could happen. happen. I do think it's sort of coalesced into that's the name yeah, of it. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, do you have one? Uh, yeah, okay. I got one. Okay. Or do you have one? I have one. Okay, you go. Okay. You're staying at an Airbnb and you've left the bedroom door a little bit open to prove to yourself that you're a grown-up. And it's about midnight and you hear the vacuum turn on in the other room and you think, oh, I guess someone's vacuuming. And then you see the vacuum cruise past the open door and no one's pushing it. That could happen. Oh, that's scary. Especially for a dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A dog, that is the worst thing that could happen. Right. Why is that? I guess it's a scary noise. It smells, it sounds, it's it's movement. Yeah, my, um, sometimes when I wouldn't, like, take my medicine or something, I was a little kid, my mom would be like, I'll turn the vacuum on. And I'd be like, no! I didn't, I really didn't like the sound of that. It's funny, I don't like it either. And I also, there are times, like, early in the morning or late at night when I was younger where I'd go to blow dry my bangs and I wouldn't want to turn it on because it was so loud. And I get so, I'd have to close, I still do this. I close the bathroom door when I blow dry my hair because I'm scared of ghosts. Oh, wow. Readers, write in if that happens to you. (laughs) Has this ever happened to you? Has this ever happened to you? decide to close the door. (laughs) Um, Okay, your turn. Okay. You're a school picture photographer. Awesome. And you are going through all the pictures of the kids you've taken to like put them together into envelopes to send out. Um, And you keep finding this picture of a kid who you don't remember seeing that day. And they look very familiar. And then you realize the picture is of you as a little kid. That, that could, could happen. happen. Andrew, that's so scary. <laughs> ew. I had the urge to go, ew, because I was scared. Yeah, I don't, like, there's no, um, that doesn't take you to immediate place of like, oh, I know why that's scary. It's just unsettling in a way. That's so you know? scary. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. Good um, one. Thank you. And, and hey. Thank you to the damn listeners. Please, thank you. Thank, Give yourself a hug from us. Yeah. Halloween um, is swiftly approaching. It's approaching. I hope you got your costume or not. I actually, I don't, before when I said I love Halloween, I actually also hate Halloween. Mm-hmm. I hate the social aspect of Halloween. Yeah. I like the part of it that's about ghosts. Lead up. I love the lead up. The lead the up atmosphere. to Halloween, the seasonal. Yeah. The things that go with Halloween, the actual parties and dealing with other people, mm-hmm. a nightmare. No, 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 no. I don't want that. Um, but we hope you are really enjoying your autumnal season. If you're enjoying it. Please rate and review us. Yeah. Tell oh. us about a friend. I mean, tell, tell us about a friend. <laughs> yeah. Send in about a friend. Tell us about a friend that you like. Um, and yeah, share, post about it. Like, this is a thing that we'd love to share with as many people as possible year round. But of course, Halloween is the easiest time to do that. So let people know about this podcast. Yeah. And then once you do, if you could do us another favor, get, get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com 
and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.